Hey Warriors and welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. I hope you guys had a great week. Um, my week has been pretty decent. Um, we're still waiting for the bank to approve the, the check and once we could do that we could start moving forward into setting up my salary and, and then hopefully being able to look into buying a house. Um, I don't know how long all this is going to take overall so we'll be continuing being patient and trusting in God and just seeking him out on everything and to see how he does and moves everything. Um, with that being said, uh, today's topic is actually about trusting. Um, one of the things that I know that's probably hard, it's not just for guys, it's gals too, but trust is a very fickle thing. Um, if you've been brought up where trust has been broken many, many, many times, you have a hard time keeping that trust. And so, it makes me think about, you know, times where people who are bullied or been abused or have been hurt, um, parents who made promises, never kept it, you know, as you got older, maybe you were dating somebody who you trusted and they broke that trust by doing something that was wrong, that hurt you, that, you know, broke that trust. And a lot of times, you know, we always hear the saying that it's, it's hard to gain trust, but it's easy to break it. And it takes four times as long to be able to fix it. Um, the idea is that trust is about being able to put yourself in a, in a and the word is submissive position of believing that they will be there for you for whatever purpose that it is and whatever promise they hold to, you're going to hold that to them. I mean, the, the, the definition is a firm belief in the real re, uh, the reliability um truth ability or strength of, of someone or something um it's 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 a way to express belief in that relationship or that friendship or that connection in that person that's why in marriage we trust our spouse or at least we're supposed to that's why in our relationship with Jesus and what he's done for us, it's a trust in what he has done. We believe in what God promises in scripture. We believe in the idea of being saved by faith because we trust in what he has done. And in fact, you know, trust is also an action. Sometimes even with people and, and that we're, you know, our, our family, our friends, our spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, whoever it may be, there is also even an action or something that we do to show trust or to take trust. You know, someone goes and they, they have been part of your life and then suddenly they backstab you. What's the first thing we do is we say, we don't trust you anymore. Uh, when someone does something in, in a group that you're a part of where they were a part of it and they seem all for it. And then when something changes into a, into a direction that they weren't expecting, suddenly they turn into your enemy and start convincing other people that you are doing something wrong. Um, that's another way of looking how trust can be broken. And a lot of times, you know, when we talked about forgiveness and we explained that forgiveness is something we should automatically do, um, reconciliation is a form of rebuilding that trust that was once lost and kind of opening that door again to be allowing trust to be a part of our relationship again. You know, it's a very big deal. Um, it's a very hard thing to, to deal with, but 
one of the chapters that I've always liked is that David. David was always a type of man who trusted in God and everything that he did. He believed that, the, you know, the Lord's promises, he sang of his promises, he wrote about his promises, he talked about, you know, his struggles. One of the things that David always impacted me as growing up is that he always shared his burden, his heart to, to the Lord. And one of the chapters that always stood out to me was actually Psalms 28, where it states, To you, O Lord, I call my rock. Be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me. I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy. When I cried to, to you for help, when I lift my hands towards your most holy sanctuary, do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil, who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. Give to them according to their work and according to the evil of their deeds. Give to them according to the work of their hands. Render to them their due reward because they do not regard the works of the Lord or the work of his hands. He will tear them down and build them up no more. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exults, and with my song I give thanks to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. See, the idea of trusting is also understanding that the Lord has the strength. He is the refuge. He is the rock. He is our shield. We're putting that faith, you know, that once again, it's that faith in what we are being told that he can do and he has provided. And that's the one thing about trusting, even when things are getting hard and rough at home or, you know, like you just lost your job, you know, like some people are going through right now where some businesses and companies are starting to enforce vaccination, which is, in my opinion, not their right to do um people are losing their jobs and so now this is a trust game they they have to show that they have faith in what god has promised that you know he will always provide he would always be there for them he would always help them and remember we've talked about going through the the valley of death he didn't say that he was going to pull you out of it he said he'll go in with you he'll be with you through it and this is the same concept. You know, David's talking about that the Lord is my strength and my shield. He's believing that God's going to come in his defense and he's going to be there for him. He's going to protect him. He's going to help him through whatever process that are ahead because he believes with his whole heart and trust that God will do and that he will help. And one thing that we have to understand is that we go, we, all the stuff that we've gone through. God has always been there. And yes, it may seem like he's not. It may, it may seem like he, he didn't care. It may seem like he wasn't even present at the time, but he was there. And he cares about you and he cares about me. And he wants you and I to know that even though he knows the bad stuff that has happened to us, he has a purpose of teaching through, through that for us. He also has a plan for us. He also was there with us. Because he needs us to have understanding of certain things. He needs, needs us to be 
molded into the man and or woman that he needs us to be. And sometimes things may not be great and rough for a long time, but at the end of the, the tunnel, as some people would say, those lessons, those experiences, whether they're good or bad, will mold you into the man or woman he needs you to be for his church, for the job you're at, for your family, for the, for the position he may need you to be in ministry to maybe being the president of a company or maybe to work as a low end employee. It doesn't really matter. The purpose was you are his light. You are the salt. And our purpose on this earth is to share the gospel message. And sometimes other people have gone through things that we couldn't imagine, but our experience may be enough to show them who Christ is and how Christ impacted us. That's why one of the verses that or two verses that has always been part of my life has been from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. See, trusting sometimes means we don't understand the reasoning why we're going through what we're going through. And sometimes trusting means that you're willing to jump out of a burning building into God's hands, believing that he will catch you. Now, that's a very interesting image. Imagine being in a fiery building and there's people telling you to jump. And it's like, this is 10 stories. There's no way I'm going to jump. Well, the choice is you jump or you're going to die by the fire. But in your mind, your fear is I'm going to die from the fall. But God's saying, no, trust me, I will catch you. Believe that I will be able to be there for you. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm, I, I can't do that. And so you're willing to stay in the fire and, and perish within the fire instead of trusting in the Lord. So you try to do your own way. So you try to figure out how to get out of the building your way and you end up failing. The idea of trusting God means he may not give you understanding of what's going on. And he may not give it to you at all. Or he may give you understanding for later. That's why it's important to just acknowledge everything into him. Give it to him. That's why it's so important. It's not only accepting Jesus Christ as our savior, but it's surrendering everything, every part of our life into God's hands and allowing him to dictate, direct, and lead and to show you his abundance and his love for you in his way. And though it may seem like it doesn't make sense up front, it may make sense down the road. And it may help you and your walk down the road to be strong. Because I can tell you this, you know, I've said this before, 10 years ago, the person I was back then would not be thinking the way I'm thinking today. As much as I wish 10 years ago I was where, what I'm doing right now, built, you know, starting this church, 10 years ago, me would probably not have fathomed such concepts and, and looked at the world as it, as it is and would have maybe gone in a direction that's not what God wants. See, sometimes the struggles we go through, the challenges we have to face, it, it needs to be done for us to have a better understanding of what God is really trying to prepare for us in our walk. That includes even someone who has a hard time with anger issues that includes someone who's struggling with addictions that includes people that 
are battling every day, you know, their mental state, trying to not give up on life. All of that, it, you know, if you seek out God, he's going to show you things. You ask, remember, we've been talking about the idea of wisdom, right? Ask God for wisdom. Well, ask God to please show show me something. Why Why are you putting me through this and give me some understanding? He may say no. Or he may say, well, here, here's something I want you to see so you have a better understanding of what's going on. Or maybe he needs you to just believe 100% in faith, trusting him, that even though it seems like this is so dark and you can't get out, he's going to pull you out at some point. Because this is what he kind of did at my last job. He removed me from the situation, but he used those people that were doing wrong to me to be the ones that take that takes me out of the situation but it was really him influencing the image and allowing it to happen to pull me out even though to me it felt like why couldn't you remove those people and allow me to be there but the plan was never for me to stay there you see that's what the the thing is like back then i didn't think that way I just thought, you know, hey, you got me all the way out here, so I guess I'm going to stay here. So I was I was invested in my mind that I was going to just be there, even though it's not an area I wanted to live in. It's not an area I wanted to, you know, start a family at. It's not where I wanted to be at. But I had submitted into his will, willing to do what he wanted and accepting the plan that he was providing, not knowing that he was eventually going to pull me out and eventually bring me back here to Colorado and starting a church here. Like that was never four years ago. Plus that was not even a thought. I mean, there was times when I was here that I thought, Hey, you no, know, Colorado is where I want to be, but you know, he removed me. Why? Maybe to help me see things, something, see something different to see what I want in a church, to be able to see what good ministry is and what bad ministry is to see something about myself to maybe even prepare even my wife for it in a better situation for her to get her to see things there see there was things that we could not foretell because in trust we did what we did and he still took us even though we went to maryland and you know i thought maybe it was around there maryland or virginia or delaware but the lord was like never planting us there he never opened up doors for us to stay there and I really think our time there was to help our friend and to be there for her through her situation. And then eventually God plucked us up and put us back into Colorado. And now look at now things are coming together. We're starting to see God move in, in ways that we weren't expecting. You see, the trust plan, even though in my mind I had a plan, trusting in him means that sometimes what you have planned may not be what he exactly had planned for you. So think about that as we take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
Hey Warriors and welcome back. We were just talking about how trust is all about not knowing sometimes what's going to lie ahead. Um, God, God, like, you know, the one thing I always say, God is not a set formula. There is nothing in scripture that tells you if I do A and I trust him with B and I do this with C, that he's going to give me whatever the answer is going to be. There's no formula that sets that up. Trusting means that like, like in Proverbs three, five, six is trusting without understanding, just straightforward without understanding. And that is difficult to do. And it was very difficult growing up thinking that way, trying to think that way, you know, but after all the different times where I had to challenge myself in the trust aspect, I've discovered a better understanding that trusting means sometimes just going with the flow that the Lord has provided you on. You know, it's, it makes me think about, you know, those lazy rivers where you sit on a, on a tube and as much as we try to steer our own thing, it, the, the water is still going to take us down the direction that is being set. And sometimes you get spun around. Sometimes you are going in and backwards. Sometimes you may feel like you're going to fall off, but you, you still are able to sit in it. And then sometimes when you just, just kind of let go and let God have everything, you can actually just relax. You know, even though you may be getting poured on by thunderstorms and, and there's danger nearby or there's issues coming up, you could still sit inside your little tube and you just trust God for the direction that he's taking you. That he's going to provide, even if you do get hurt, even if something happens, he's still, he's still flowing you through the path that he has prepared for you. And a lot of times that's, that's a hard concept to hold on to when it just feels like you're getting bombarded all the time or being stuck, feeling like there's no forwardness, um, falling into despair because it just seems like the enemy has control of everything and you have nothing. When it feels like things have been stolen away from you and taken away from you and you have nothing that you were hoping to have and you feel worthless, sometimes even at the point where you other people and you're evil but you got your life right that past will still come back in because the enemy knows some of the chinks in our armor and and the enemy will focus on those chinks and try to keep poking at them until you put your guard down that way they can really jab in a dart right into those holes that's why you know when we've been talking about the armor of god it's very important that you understand all the pieces you know it's not just the shield it's the rest of the armor too the whole suit in the completion will protect you. Sometimes we kind of put down our guard. You know, the shield of faith is a very important part of, of our belief. Um, believing in faith that what Christ has done, the promises is there. When you start doubting, you know, because I, I did a small little sermon with a, a false serve group. Connecticut and I did it on the shield and I talked about how, you know, I had a Captain America shield. I talked about how if this was the real shield, we all know that anything hits it, it bounces off. But a lot of times what happens is as we start doubting, we start replacing that shield with a plastic one. And so when we go to try to block the darts, the darts are just breaking right through and the shield is just collapsing. 
because the enemy has learned to be deceptive. And so they replace what your faith was with all these doubts and they slap it onto that, that shield. And so they feed off of what would be considered like your anger, your hurt, your pain, your agonies. And they say, Oh, look at God doesn't really care about your feelings. Oh, look at, look how people treat you. You know, the, being a Christian is a waste of your time. So they try, they, the enemy tries to make you doubt. And so when you create doubt, you start using the wrong type of armor because the armor starts to become fake or broken or easily damaged. And you are allowing the enemy to have a foothold. You know, because when we talk about footholds, you know, we're thinking military term, you know, when, when the Americans and the British were going onto the shores of Germany, they are trying to gain a foothold onto the beaches. In other words, the Germans were going to do everything possible to keep them from gaining any ground. But as soon as they broke through that first line of, you know, machine guns and <coughs> planes and artillery and <coughs> that wall that the Germans have created, they were able to get through. Once they got through that, the, they were able to have a foothold. So when we're talking about allowing the enemy to have a foothold, it means you, you have your defenses, but when you start bringing those down and you start allowing the enemy to gain position into your life, gain position into your heart, gain position into your mind, gain position in how you feel and how you think, uh, gain position in how you treat others, gain position in, in your sin life, gain position in situations of... of um, what you think is right. You know, they start whispering in your ear and start telling you things and start tempting you and start encouraging you to, to go take this path because look at God doesn't care. So you start spending less time in your Bible. You start spending less time in prayer. You start spending less time talking with others about Jesus and you start kind of involving yourself into other things and other activities, other hobbies, other desires that seem to be more fitting to how you're feeling. Because we know if we start feeling our feelings, we start listening to our heart. That's why it's so important to, to not use the phrase, oh, just listen to your heart. No, you don't want to listen to your heart. You want to listen to the Holy Spirit. You want to listen to God speaking to you, not your heart. Your self-desires are not going to always be good desires. Because we are filled with that sin nature still. Yes, we're a new creation and we have the holy spirit but it still means we're still going to fight the issues and desires that are going to seep in you know you're still going to have your challenges you're still going to have you know you're going to be challenged by the temptations especially if you had a bad addiction before those challenges are always going to come right back again they're always going to come and try to try to penetrate through temptation to get you to start thinking about what you used to be and how incredible it was. And you're going to start going, oh, yeah, it was kind of, well, and then you, if you the Holy Spirit's going to say, no, 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 that's, that's not true. It's a lie. Don't listen to it. He's, the enemy is deceiving you. And then you have the choice right there and then. Do I trust in the Holy Spirit's leading or do I trust in myself? Do I listen to the other voices that are trying to get me to go back to the way I was because it was easier? See, a lot of times trusting in God overall is not easy it's not going to be e easy ride it's not going to be because remember i said you may be sitting on that tube and it may be soothing going through but you're going to be attacked you're going to have those bad storms you're going to struggle you might fall off you may you know maybe there's a snakes coming near you you know like the enemy 
will try everything possible to get you to just quit. And just, hey, just follow me. Come to the shore. Hit me. I have lemonade. I have tea. I, you know, they, they start making it seem really good and exciting to go where they're at. And it seems so chill. seems so amazing. That's why that joke where, hey, I'll just see you in hell and we're going to be partying all, you know, every day. People want to create that image because if you create that image, it's going to look like, hey, you know, hell's going to be at this big, big party. In reality, when you look in scripture, hell is not going to be friendly, kind, and everybody's going to be socializing. Everybody's going to be basically separated in their in their own selves, alone. There's not going to be any partying. You're not going to be hanging out with Satan. That's not how it's going to be working. We got to have a better understanding that we need to have the desire and understanding of trusting in God means that it's not going to necessarily be an easy ride down the river. We're going to struggle. There's going to be hard times. There may be holes in your tube that you have to repair. You may have to get back on track because sometimes, you know, if you ever tried, you try to graph things like a tree branch to try to hold a little bit to slow yourself down. That's that's your attempt to try to break the direction that God has for you because you think you know what's better. Right? This is way more fun. And I need to be prepared with understanding that trusting is not having understanding. You know, because like another set of verses that are really good is Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. It says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes and its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought where it does not cease to bear fruit. You see, the idea is that even in hard times, God's still going to provide the water for the tree. He's still going to protect the tree. You know, I would even add to this that when even like the fires come, somehow God protects the tree. The thing is, sometimes we get into that situation where it seems like there's no hope. And we forget that trusting means that even though it could be years, months, weeks, of facing this hardship, this hard time that you have to bear is that God's also using it to teach. We need to stop looking at ourselves and how horrible it is and start paying attention to what we can learn from it. It's okay to feel sad, to cry, to feel hurt, to feel pain, to feel anger, to feel frustrated, to feel confused. As long as you understand that Hey, Lord, you know, I'm struggling with this anger that I have. I want to give it to you. Help me through this. What should I do? And he will answer. He may use people around you. He may speak to you directly. He may give you verses that just seem to just work. And then he'll give you personal strength. The Holy Spirit will strengthen you, give you courage, give you that energy that you need to do to get up every day, go to the job that you know you can't stand. And then sometimes he may pull you out of there and put you in another job, or he may send send you away, or he may remove the issues. We don't know how God works things out. Remember we talked about how David was told that he was going to be king, but he spent a long period of time running away from Saul with even chances to kill him, with opportunity to truly rebel against them and win over the people easily 
but he did it in the Lord's way, in the Lord's method, and it took a long time. But God dealt with him. He didn't have to. See, a lot of times trusting doesn't always mean that we're going to get all the answers right away. It does not mean that we're going to know what it, is, what it feels like necessarily to have trust without borders. But if you ask for it, he's going to give you that. And sometimes that journey to teach you what it means to have trust without borders may not be pleasant, but at the end, he may show you why it was good for you and how it should be for you. So I, I, I'm going to pray real quick, guys, and I just hope this will be encouraging. And I hope that you guys will have a better understanding of what trust is for yourself and maybe ask God to teach you more about it. And let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you just allow these men and even women that are listening to learn how to trust you fully, to completely surrender everything to you. Not in hopes of getting answers of understanding, but to understand that trusting in you means to trust without understanding. I pray that you give men hope that even if they're in the darkest of darkness and struggling and having a hard time right now, that they know that they could trust in you if they put everything in you. That means all their problems, hurt and pains and just give it to you. And then Lord, also I pray for men who have been giving the enemy a foothold in their life, that you allow them to build up their defenses and push the enemy out again. Lord, help us to understand trust in the way that you need us to have trust. So that as we move forward in our life, we will believe and have faith that everything that you promised, everything that you do for us, everything that you've provided for us is showing us the strength that we need to have in trusting in you because we know that you are going to do something amazing, even if it is in the darkest of paths that we have to go through to get there. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys have a blessed day and a blessed week, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.